Israel is dead. This community, as the prophet Ezekiel knew it, is lying in waste. Dry bones. He is speaking through a vision, but I can only imagine how absolutely true these words felt. The whole city of Jerusalem has been flattened. The temple destroyed, the people carted off into exile. This exile, they could tell, threatened not just their lives, not just their identity as a community, but even their faith in God. They had believed that God would protect them from all harm. And yet, look at them. There is nothing left but a valley of dry bones. And Lazarus, Jesus' friend Lazarus, is dead like really dead, not just not moving, but beyond the possibility of living again. Jesus finds that that Lazarus, when Jesus finally gets here, Lazarus has been dead for four days, which in those times was a signifier that all hope had gone out. There was this common understanding that the soul left the body after Three days. And so on the fourth, that was when the stench came in, filling the void left by the soul and by the absence of hope. These are hardly comforting images as we shelter in place mid pandemic. And they are real images. They are close to home. And here is another truth. This is what God works with. Piles of bones. People, bodies who are left laid in the tomb because by all accounts, they are really done for beyond the hope of help. What do we do in the face of this death? What do we do with it now? It seems like terrible timing, these stories, as they have arrived in our lectionary cycle. But I'm not convinced there's a better time to be reminded of who we are. We as Christians, and we specifically as Church of the Resurrection. I mean, it's in our name, for goodness sakes. What do we make of that? How do we live with that? Sarah Miles, this wonderful author, a leader of the church in San Francisco, She has taught that more than anything, more than making disciples, more than generally doing good in the wider world, more than anything, the business of the church is raising the dead. The business of the church is raising the dead. 
And here we are. These stories are not just ancient ones. This desolate valley is not so distant. We could walk to these places. They are here in our community, even if we often avoid them. And this friend, lost and in the grave, his sisters railing that that something could have been done but wasn't, not soon enough. I am reading this story in the news daily now. And these stories, they play out in our lives as metaphors also, though they are all too real for the ones living them. Grand plans or relationships, health, stability, whatever it may be for you, times come when these elements seem to be by all outward appearances utterly dead. It is all so very fragile. What Ezekiel says And what John says is that it is in these times, it is in times like these when all hope has gone out, it is in places like these where everything is desolate, it is in these times and these places that God goes to work. Listen again to how it unfolds. In that ancient story, looking out over the bones, God calls for these new connections to be made again. The vision comes, it it begins moving, taking the new form of sinews, growing and stretching and knitting life back together, even while all is dry and dust. And then God breathes new breath into these bones. It is the spirit of God, the the ruach, this most elemental breath, infusing new life into all that had been left for dead. In the gospel, as John recounts this incredible sign, we hear that in the face of death, God calls for the one who is bound to be set free. God calls for those who are mourning, those who are standing by, watching, to actually step forward, take hold of those strips of cloth, to carefully loose the bindings, undo them, let them drop to the ground. God asks that we unbind those who have been left for dead. This is our work as the church, as people of the resurrection. When all looks to be dead, we join the spirit to grow new sinews and connect. We open ourselves to accept this breath. We step up and reach out to unbind each other. This is what it takes to raise the dead. This is how we all go free. Now, I recognize that 
Trusting this promise can seem like an awfully tall order, especially when we are in that valley, when death looms present with us. I cannot tell you how it works, but I will tell you that I believe it to be true. This great mystery defies science. This this unlikely life dances past logic. I can't explain it, and yet I have witnessed this rising from the dead. I have lived it myself. I have been the dead. There have been times when I was stuck so deep in grief that I could not move or see the way forward. Days and months through cyclical seasons across years out in that barren valley. But here's the thing. I wasn't left there. I wasn't left for dead. The body of Christ would not allow it. My people came, these created kin, kin forged through water and the Spirit. They knew this was their work. They joined the Spirit and laid down that fresh sinew, knitting it into my dry bones. They coaxed me open to that holy wind that never stops offering breath, open to the spirit who is constantly seeding life in and through and all around us. And slowly, tenderly, sometimes even boldly, these people bid me come out. They unbound me. If we are talking about belief as cognitive assent, I still can't quite believe that this is true, that it works. The good news is that it doesn't especially matter if I can wrap my mind around it, because the reality is that I am here, standing before you, so very much alive when I could have been left and lost in that valley. It matters less that we fully understand it and much, much more that we actually live it. I don't know how it happens, but sitting with these stories and remembering the raising that I have witnessed, I see that these practices help lead us towards that new life. God calls us into this work together with each other and with God. The dead do not raise themselves. We cannot do this alone. But we can remember and trust and act. We can carry these stories out with us, carry Ezekiel's vision and Lazarus's rising. And even before we fully understand them, we can begin to live them. 
We can live this work of joining the Spirit in bringing life out of death. And so we lay the sinew again, connecting. We receive that breath again, opening. And finally, we unbind each other, freeing. Our work, good people of resurrection, is to raise the dead.